Hello and welcome back to the second episode of Talent Talks, a new podcast series brought to you through the cooperation of the Talent City Centre Government, the City Centre New Arrivals Council and the City of Talent, as part of the Talent City Centre for New Arrivals Project. We're Cassandra and Chantal, and we're both part of Talent's international community, happy to help you connect to your new city and feel more like a local. In case you haven't caught our first episode, this project aims to connect with Talon City residents who may have moved here from abroad in the last few days, weeks, months, or years, and provide news, insight, and information about what's going on in the city in English every month. In this month's episode, we're super happy to celebrate International Pride Month. We'll learn more about Estonia's LGBTQ plus community, together with Kid Strange, an Estonian-Canadian trans man who is an artist, writer, and stand-up comedian in Tallinn, and Rosemary, a poet, an LGBTQ plus, and youth activist. And we'll also talk to Tina Poldma from the Tallinn City Centre Library to get to know things that the library offer to the international community, from e-books uh, for English speakers, to sports equipment and music instrument rental services. But first, let's start with some local news. Over the coming months, Tallinn residents will see many improvements to the comfort and quality of public transport in the city, including the waiting areas of nearly 600 public transport stops will be marked as smoke-free areas. They'll be renewing the bus fleet and placing electronic boards at stops and organizing a public procurement to purchase new pavilions for public transport stations and, st uh, and stops. This is all part of Tallinn's 2035 strategy, which aims to drive attractive, comfortable and weatherproof public transportation experiences as part of all of our urban space and ensure that the majority of residences and work locations in the city can access a public transport stop no more than 400 meters away. And relating to these projects, residents of Tallinn now have the opportunity to familiarize themselves with planning and construction activities taking place in the city and actually have a say in the development and progress of their local area. The Tallinn Planning Register at tpr.tallinn.ee allows residents to receive information about the zoning plans undertaken in the city and provide information on specific areas such as around your home with all the data on the plans accepted and processed in the city from the beginning of the 2000s to the present day. You can also also sign up for notifications. So if ever you've been wondering what's ha going to happen to that amazing historic building or empty lot down the street, now you can stay up to date. And with summer finally rolling in, many city residents are jumping on scooters to whiz around the city. So a quick reminder of Talon's rules. Scooters are subject to a speed limit of 25 kilometers an hour or 15 miles per hour for our American friends out there. Only one person is permitted on a scooter at a time. Um, and scooters cannot drive on the road, meaning they have to share the sidewalk and play nice with pedestrians as we all work together for everyone to stay safe. Any child under the age of 16 must wear a helmet and scooters are subject to a 0% blood alcohol level in place for wider traffic. So no, you cannot scooter home from that bar no matter how appealing that may sound. And the police are actively monitoring this to ensure everybody's safety. And a scooter may be a great option since the renovation on Posca Street in Kadriorg has again interrupted the operation of trams lines 3 and 1, which started from Monday, June 14th, and will be ending the upcoming Monday on June 21st. With mask season seemingly behind us, the city will be installing 100 collection bins in public spaces for collecting and recycling disposable face masks in order to reduce the number of masks discarded as uh, plastic waste. Mask collection bins will be located in vaccination centers, healthcare, social welfare, sports, cultural, and city service institutions, as well as museums and schools. 
The city has plans to keep the program running until the end of the year or potentially longer if the autumn winter season sees the need for Mass to make a comeback. Public outdoor swimming pools are now open in Pirita Beach and Lake Harku in time for the warm weather. And reminder that until the end of the swimming season, it is not permitted to let your pets run around or swim in Copley Bay, including Stromy Beach, to ensure the quality and safety of the seawater. You'll see signs installed around the bay, so your furry friends will unfortunately need to wait shoreside. On July 3rd at 3 p.m., the European and African Music Group Soldiers Chorus of the United States Army will perform a free pop-up concert in Freedom Square, organized by the Embassy of the United States of America in cooperation with the Tallinn city government. And Tallinn is launching a pilot project that will open 10 school stadiums for city residents to use during the summer holidays. The stadiums are open seven days a week from June 14th to the end of August. The schools opening their stadiums for summer will be listed in the podcast description. And lastly, a quick COVID update. Vaccination centers are still open and everyone is welcome to vaccinate for free. You just need your ID code. For those that have already had their first vaccine, you can now also register for your second vaccine at the available times on the Digilugu portal. And a reminder that the benefit of the first day of illness ended on the 31st of May, but you can still apply for this retrospectively. So on to our first interview, and we're going to be focusing on Pride Month, uh, which is internationally held in June each year to celebrate and support the global LGBTQ plus community and aligns with the anniversary of the Stonewall Rebellion in New York on June 28, 1969, regarded as the beginning of the modern LGBTQ plus rights movement. And we have Kid Strange with us, a talent-based writer, performer, comedian, podcaster, you name it. So Kid, a big welcome to you. Uh, and thanks for being here to talk to us a little bit more about Pride and Talent. Hi. Hi. <laughs> so you have such an interesting history. You're originally from Tartu, um, yeah. but as the accent may give away, uh, you found your way back to Tallinn after spending a lot of your life in Canada and the yeah. UK. Um, what's been your experience with, you know, Pride over the years and, and how do you, how does that change now that you're back in Tallinn? Um, I remember Pride, it was a huge deal for me and my friends in Toronto. Um, and I will say Toronto, sorry, it's <laughs> Toronto. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, like every year we would go to the parades. The parades were actually the safest and all of, like, Toronto would have a lot of parades. We'd have the Christmas parade. We'd have all sorts of this. But, like, the Pride was the safest out of all of them. Um, and, yeah, we loved going to them. And then you come here and it's like crickets. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I moved here two years ago. I was living in San Francisco and I was the same. I kind of, you know, San Francisco uh, Pride Month and just generally the LGBTQ plus community in, in San Francisco is so much a part of the city and, and a part of the annual calendar. Um, but yeah, coming to Tallinn, I was very kind of surprised not to see more uh, more events. But how will you be spending or how have you spent in the last couple of years when you've been back here Pride Month? Um, I guess for me, I find it more of a time to reflect because um, Pride to me, yes, it should be a moment of celebration, mm. but there's a lot of things that still need to happen. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of places where people are still, you know, either thrown in jail or murdered for yeah. expressing themselves. Um, even in Amer places like America, it's not great if you're particularly a woman of color who is trans. <laughs> you know, the murder rates are very high and it's scary. Um, so there's still a lot to be done. Yeah. 
And I was reading recently um, because, I mean, I think it's every two years, the Estonian um, Human Rights Council, I think they're called, do a survey of the, the public um, in Estonia around LGBTQ uh, issues and questions and perceptions and things. And I think the most recent survey just came out for, for 2021. And it was the first time in Estonia that more than half of respondents uh, said that they consider same-sex attraction um, somewhat or completely acceptable, uh, with 53% of people. So that was a actually a big jump from two years ago. So we are we are kind of you know seeing progress in Estonia, and and and, and undoubtedly Tallinn is part of the being the capital city. But are you feeling that things are progressing in Estonia? Do you from when you I think you first moved back here a couple of years ago? Are you feeling that? you know, in Tallinn, uh, things are getting more accepting? Um, yeah, I mean, I moved here, I think it was 2012, something like that, mm -hmm. so mm, <laughs> almost a decade. <laughs> um, Scarily, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I do see notices, especially when I kind of came out as trans, there was a lot of, like, even my neighbors were like, I don't understand what that is. Right. But all of them weren't hostile, they were more curious. And I see that with a lot of Estonians. They're not particularly hostile. They're just more curious, like, oh, how does that work? What's the process, <laughs> right. you know? So, um, yeah, so I think that's a positive sign that more Estonians are kind of more curious rather than hostile. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. That's good. And you're currently in the process of legally transitioning, yeah. correct? Yeah. How is that going for you in a country where effectively you're defined by a number that starts with a gender, right? So, although the language doesn't have a gender, so. Yeah, this drives me insane. Um, <laughs> it's no surprise that it wouldn't because uh, yeah. there's like, okay, in hindsight, yes, Estonia, they should never have given the SEC code with like gender because <laughs> there's so much we don't know about sex and gender. We are still learning about that. Like scientists are still learning about that. So uh, like, for example, what are intersex people? How mm -hmm. would you put that in a, you know, a number? <laughs> right. Um, so it's, it's very frustrating. And so that's why the process is a little bit difficult because of those associations. And um, yeah, here it's also just not that easy. There's a lot of hurdles you have to go through in order to even begin. And okay. once you start, I mean, that process is easy and medication is actually very affordable, more affordable than it is in Toronto. I'm sure, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just the process before and after. And right now I've been eight months on testosterone. I'm looking more and more like a man. I sound like a man and there's going to be a point where I don't even look like the assigned gender I was born with, and but my documents won't reflect that, right. and, and that's the problem. Like you go to get your Omniva package, and they're like, excuse me, ID? <laughs> then they're yeah. like, this isn't you, and it's like, yeah, it is. <laughs> um, and so I speak to some other people who've gone through this as well, and they're just like, oh, you just explain it, and people will be like, okay, but I don't want to explain. You know, it's yeah. so invasive. Right. So it's it's exhausting as well because I just want to like get from point A to point B. Right. <laughs> yeah. And to that to that point around kind of you know having a support network or having people in Thailand that you could ask around experiences and things. I mean, even um, just preparing for for this session or this interview. Um, 
I came across resources in Tallinn that I didn't even know exist. Like, for example, the Masonian LGBT Association, mm. which yeah. is actually just, you know, based off Freedom Square um, yeah. over here. So for for you and particularly coming back to Estonia, how did you find a, a support network or were there particular resources that were really helpful for you um, and, and the community? So uh, before we started, I was telling you the story, but basically... Um, I wasn't really in the community, like I was queer yeah. and stuff, but I, I think like there's only a handful of friends that I had here that I, are also queer that I kind of associate with, but there wasn't a lot. And um, it wasn't until like I was kind of questioning my gender and wanting to change my name and stuff and all of these legal things that came up that I was like, oh, this is such a bother. But I basically went to the LGBT center here, the one off Freedom Square. And so they helped me a lot with the information and know-how. And um, yeah, a lot, like I wasn't really sure if I still wanted to go ahead because of all the hurdles. Right. And I was like, oh, so frustrated with it. <laughs> But it wasn't until I actually visited your hometown, San, San Francisco, that I was like, <laughs> people are so, like, open and friendly now towards transgender people that I was like, ah, oh, go for it. So, Great. Um, yeah, and then I started the process, which was fun because it was the beginning of 2020. <laughs> Oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> so everything just shut down. Okay. Yeah. That was fun. I can imagine. Uh, good timing. Right. And um, have any of your friends, family, you know, you mentioned about Estonians being more curious about, you know, how does that work, etc. Have your friends, family, parents, anyone um, benefited from those support networks that the LGBT uh, association um, provides? Or yeah, I kind of got to know a lot more. Um, young queer people um, through the LGBT center as well and some of my friends also knew some queer people and so we kind of just exchanged contacts and got to know each other and one of my friends she lives really close to me and uh, so she's been very supportive and helpful about what I have to do next in terms okay. of like the legal stuff because she's already done the process um, and yeah, everybody's been very, very supportive. I think for the most part, if they have questions, I just tell them like, I mean, if, if they're really close, I can just tell them, but if they're <laughs> not, I'm just like, the internet, please right. use the internet. Right. <laughs> yeah, because I did find, you know, sites like Baltic Pride, which does a rotating kind of Pride event around the Baltic states, mm. which I think in was Latvia in Tallinn. Sorry? They're in Latvia this they're year. La they're in Rio this year, yeah, but was in Tallinn a couple of years ago, yeah. I believe, and was scheduled to be in Tallinn potentially last year, yeah, I think. And then got, yeah, or was either quite small, unfortunately, with, yeah. with did you go last year? To the events? Um, I, okay, so I was asked as well, because by then people knew me as a comedian, they knew, knew that I was trans and queer, so I was asked for a private show, I think, to perform, okay. but nice. I think because it was like a private show in English, and that, I think that got cancelled because of the idea that like maybe English-speaking people wouldn't go to these things because you don't have the tourists. Right, okay. So. What about us? We're here. We live here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then let's talk about your comedy. Do you tend to perform in English or Estonian? Uh, always in English. I don't always know Estonian. <laughs> yeah, oh, so, okay, so you're completely, because I, um, I know that Russian was your original kind yeah, of first language. Yeah, that was language. my first language, Correct. yeah. Okay, 
fine. Yeah. Okay, cool. And where do you typically perform? And where can we see you around the city? Um, well, lately I've been keeping it safe because of the COVID-19. I'm, so I'm not risking it. But sure. normally I really love uh, performing at Heldeke, which is okay. owned by Dan LeMann. And in fact, I would just check out Heldeke because it's a fa- fabulous venue. Uh, uh, if they don't have comedy on, they'll have like burlesque or you know music or something crazy. So it's a great place, great venue. Um, support the arts and the culture, yeah. the local arts and culture <laughs> here. But yeah, that's my favorite place to perform. Just because like Dan, the owner, he's he's such a great guy. He's he's so friendly and he's he's willing to work with the artists, with the comedians and whoever. So he really gives you that platform to do the things you want to do so I really like that. Is there other things that us as the kind of international community of Tallinn who you know are used to supporting the LGBTQ community and and want to be involved and and particularly in this month where we want to both celebrate and show support for for the community are there things that we can be doing to make not only the lives of the LGBTQ Estonian community but the international community who probably move here and struggle more than 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 other people to to fit in to assimilate to feel like home in Estonia, what can we be doing to kind of help support the community? My friend from the states, she has this very good, great attitude, which is be as openly queer as possible, so you don't attract jerks in your life. Um, <laughs> so I think that's a great attitude to have. I think that yes, one aspect international community should do is definitely get involved with the small LGBTQ community because it's, it's small, but also a lot of people are very scared to be open. Be- mm-hmm. And that's a lot to do with the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union was very violent towards the LGBTQ. Um, and so a lot of Estonians still have that kind of mentality. They're not as violent, I think, these days. A lot of Estonians don't necessarily want to fight people yeah (laughs) like that's been my personal experience but at the same time I think that yeah people are just really scared to express themselves because Mm -hmm. you know older generations have this mentality and so the younger generations kind of are living in fear and misery and for me I come from a place where like you know the people before me worked so hard for me to be so expressive and open and I'm going to take that advantage. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's actually really great, um, great advice. And it was great to actually see in the in the survey that I referenced before um, that the highest rating of, uh, of people saying that they accepted and, and found it completely acceptable um, to, to be LGBTQ+. Plus, uh, we're in the age 15 to 19 in Estonia. So there was 73% of people said that they completely accepted things. So it was great to see that younger generation in Estonia and in Tallinn, um, you know, becoming openly educated and, and increasingly aware and educated and accepting of um, of diversity and, and inclusion. Mm. Yeah, it's always a good thing. And also it's just, you know, a lot of um, the kind of heteronormative mentality when you disperse all of that, I find that people are more happier and free because they now know that like, you know, the whole LGBTQ plus thing is such a spectrum, right? right. And so I think that young people are understanding it better than older generations that like, you can love whomever, it just does not matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's a positive sign. Cool. 
And we could not resist talking to you about your ex-husband, Pete Shelley, who was the singer-songwriter, uh, singer, guitarist of the Buzzcocks, an influential punk rock band in the 70s um, in Britain, uh, who unfortunately passed away a few years ago. Um, but you both did move together to Tallinn uh, in 2012, you mentioned, and lived here for several years. So mm. talk to us about coming back to Tallinn together and uh, you know what you guys did around and loved doing around the city. Um. It was really strange because he had never, so this is somebody who's traveled all over the world, right? Mm -hmm. And he had never been to Estonia and he didn't particularly have an interest to visit it because he just associated like the grim, you know, Soviet <laughs> Union, everybody's miserable and eat bread and drink vodka kind of thing. And I was like, okay, there's more to Estonia than that. <laughs> That's only a little bit. <laughs> And so we came here just to visit my family and he fell in love with it, like everything. And he was like, why don't we move to Estonia? And I was like, I don't know, because we were living in London, but mm -hmm. I think he was just really tired li living in London because every day was like loud, noisy, miserable. And by then the Tories were in government and he's very anti-Tory. So. He was just like, yeah, let's just move to Estonia. It's more affordable for me. It's um, nice and quiet and peaceful. So we moved here. Um, and we just kind of lived a very quiet and peaceful life, really, um, with the occasional traveling on tour kind of thing. Right. Yeah, <laughs> that was the crazy aspect. But, but most of the time, it was just like, OK, now we go back to like a little village and live our little lives. Right. Um, and but, it was because of Pete and moving to London that you actually got your Estonian citizenship for the first time. So tell us about that. Yeah. Oh, my God. That was OK. So I was actually telling this story recently to my friend because um, I told her that I didn't have a citizenship. I was stateless until I was 16 years old on my 16th birthday when I became Canadian. Um, so before that, I had no citizenship. And this was because the Soviet Union and all the hassles of occupation. Now, my grandfather, um, he is actually as Estonian as they come. He's Seto. But when the Russians invaded and occupied, they changed my grandfather's name because they didn't like the name Jan. So he was now Ivan. <laughs> right. <laughs> and that screwed up a lot of the paper trails. So when my father was born, they were like, no, you're, bo you're Russian, even though he's not. So that created a lot of hassle, basically, because I was also born in the Soviet Union, and therefore I didn't automatically get my Estonian citizenship, even though I'm as Estonian as they come. Right. Um, so I, we were basically, you know, looking for ways of me to move over to Europe, and he would have to pay so much in visas just on my Canadian passport. So he was like, can you just ask the government? So I was calling the embassy in Ottawa, like, <laughs> can, is it possible? And they're like, it's your birthright. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> and I assume there are a lot of people in the same situation that Estonia had to come up with a, you know, a way to find that you were Estonian. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So um, now it's, yeah, I basically carry dual because I, I don't want to give up my Canadians. Sure. Either. I'm like, no way. And, but they can't, like they said, they explained it to me that they couldn't actually not give me my Estonian citizenship because it's my birthright. So right. therefore... You know, a lot of people like me are in the same kind of boat where it's like... Right. Yeah. Oh, interesting. <laughs> and um, 
there's this very nice book in front of me called yes. Ever Fallen in Love by Pete Shelley. Do you want to tell us about that? Uh, so this was written by uh, our mutual friend, uh, Louis Shelley. No relation. No relation. Oh, <laughs> no, wow. Okay. <laughs> no. And uh, she basically had the genius idea of actually interviewing Pete uh, about all his, like how he came up with writing um, some of the most well-known songs. Mm. Um, through his buscocks years in the 70s and so he, uh, he just basically goes into explaining all of that and it's, it came out uh, June 11th so it's brand new and I'm just promoting it because uh, yeah uh, buy it on Rough Trade if not local bookstores I always recommend local bookstores because they need the yeah. support because coronavirus <laughs> so yeah <laughs> amazing and what tell us a little give us a little cover cover read what's what can we expect um well i know for a fact because um the rough trade actually has a deluxe edition so you can get a bunch of goodies and one of it okay. was uh there's a little bit of a snippet of the interviews that louis did with pete and uh I know for a fact that it was recorded in their first apartment in Tallinn, <laughs> just because of the things he says. And I was like, oh, okay, this was filmed in, this was recorded in Tallinn. So, um, but uh, no, it's pretty cool because, uh, yeah, he just talks about like, for example, um, some of the popular songs like Ever Fallen in Love, Orgasm Addict, all the big, you know, singles that were very popular and still are popular with fans. Um, and he kind of breaks down like his entire life at the time as well, and huh. all the people he worked with. So it's it's quite interesting, yeah. Amazing, <laughs> cool. Okay, well, thank you so much, kid, um, for coming on the show. Uh, very, very appreciate, very much appreciate it, and have a great Pride Month. Um, yes, you too. <laughs> hopefully, we all see each other at some events and things that might be happening in Tallinn. Um, but yeah, thank you very much. All right, and all this. All right, thanks. Thank you again, kid, and uh, welcome Rosemary, a poet and activist whose main focus is mental health promotion, trans rights, LGBTQ, and youth in Estonia. Welcome. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> So to begin, Rosemary, uh, you said that you have been quite active in promoting LGBTQ rights and organizing uh, thematic events during your, your university years. So after graduation, you continued on social media, such as on the uh, social messaging uh, platform Discord. Uh, what does your day-to-day -day activism look like? Um, well, the activism that I do is mostly just um, trying to talk to the youth and uh, see what the problems are. Uh, in our current environment in both uh, Tallinn and outside of Tallinn, so in smaller places, because uh, in, on Discord we have this server full of LGBT youth uh, that are like all over Estonia, so even the islands and everything. And um, I'm currently working on a project to uh, add more words for LGBT terms <laughs> uh, to Estonian language to our vocabulary, so right. we're brainstorming um, different words that need Estonian uh, translations, such as there's no word for like misgendering or dead name. And uh, also one of the words that I'm promoting is sibling in Estonian. Um, we do have a word for it already, but mm -hmm. it's not really used and I have an alternative which could be better. <laughs> 
And uh, so this is the current project that I'm working on. And uh, I also uh, just uh, go to places like this to talk about these uh, important topics. And um, yeah, that's basically what I do. And this place is happy to have you. Um, there's a couple of interesting things that you touched upon, and I would like to perhaps dive a little bit deeper into them. So um, you s mentioned uh, perhaps uh, differences between uh, the LGBT community in their experiences either in Tallinn and, let's say, outside of Tallinn. Could you talk a little bit more about that? So I first moved to Tallinn uh, five years ago. I'm actually from Tartu. And uh, this was like a big change for me because in Tartu we didn't really have any activism of the sort like um, at least during that time. Uh, now it's more active as well uh, but I moved to Tallinn and uh, for the first time I met people from the LGBT association mm -hmm. and uh, just saw that there are a lot of events uh, where LGBT people meet up and uh, discuss things or just party. <laughs> and uh, this opened up like this whole new world for me. Um, but elsewhere, like outside of these um, bigger cities, even Tartu is considered like a bigger city in Estonia, it's still like really rough. You only get to contact other LGBT people through the internet. Or if you want events, then uh, there will be like a lot of backlash. And uh, so um, <laughs> what's different in Tallinn is that uh, since it's a bigger city, people will care less about what you're doing and uh, how different you are. Uh, at least what I've seen is that people in Tallinn are just, uh, they have their own lives. They're like, everything is going fast. People move a lot faster. We're too busy. Uh, yeah, exactly. And uh, so people won't really think about like uh, if you dress weird or if you have like a rainbow canvas bag from Flying Tiger. <laughs> uh, so it's like better, but elsewhere people will like charge you. And uh, also in Tartu, I have heard that there are now these really extremist groups who are just really homophobic, transphobic. So I have also heard accounts from people that have worn just these rainbow uh, canvas bags from uh, Flying Tiger and uh, have gotten like um, threats, like just openly mm. walking with it, like nothing gay about them otherwise, but only the bag. Like anyone could wear this bag, it's just rainbow bag. Precisely. Uh, but they have gotten threats and also there are some places where um, these men <laughs> will uh, meet up and uh, if there are like a lot of them you will want to like hide your LGBT merch and stuff uh, if you walk past. So that's pretty scary. It's unfair for anyone to have to live their lives in fear, I would say. And Speaking about some of the things that you just mentioned, what would you say are some of the greater challenges that LGBTQ youth are, are facing? You touched upon it a little bit, but are there uh, specifics or um, some more of the pressing issues? Well, at first, 
I came into uh, Tallinn, I was just uh, surprised that uh, even though there are events, uh, so many of them are actually like 18 plus and for like partying or drinking or so on. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least the ones that were regular. LGBT Association, of course, uh, held events that were for also youth and uh, where you could just like cook or talk or we did like movie nights and so on. Right. Uh, but just um, one of the main problems that you find if you're a youth somewhere else, like outside of Tallinn or even in Tallinn sometimes is that you want to find other people who are like you. Right. And you might not have the support in your school. Uh, you might not have the support uh, in your, like you can't find it from your friends. And so you want to meet up with uh, others who are like you, but the situation is like, there are either parties or or just events that are uh, really just far away sometimes, or at a time when you can't visit. And then uh, that's just what I found. But if you get like um, a trans person, for example, in Estonia who wants to transition, uh, who wants to, even if you don't want to transition, if you want to change your name, uh, then according to our name law, you have to have uh, a name that correlates to your gender. Mm -hmm. And there are actually people who will check like, is this name uh, used in Estonia as the name of, I don't know, this gender category, um, which there are two of in Estonia, so nothing for non-binary people. <laughs> um, uh, so if you want to have uh, a gender, like not the gender, <laughs> if you want to have a name that's uh, different from uh, what is associated with your gender, uh, marker, then uh, you will have to go through all of the process of uh, transitioning in order to change your gender marker on your documents. And some trans people don't want this at all, but those that do, uh, it's not easy. Uh, I have uh, friends in the community who uh, have even given up the whole process because it was so invasive. Uh, wow. that they actually went to the UK to uh, change their name. Wow. And um, because it takes a long time and you get asked really personal questions that uh, are just, um, actually they're not allowed to do that, but since there's only one person who can basically decide if you if you can get on hormones legally and if you get uh, like surgeries legally, uh, then just issues with that person will end up with you not transitioning at all and you won't be able to change your gender marker. So it's even harder to change your name if you're non-binary, for example, and you don't want to transition. Uh, You will just have to choose a name that they might accept due to being like gender neutral or or sometimes used something that is associated with the other gender. Like that can fit both genders right. in like law context. So on that topic, um, that's a good segue into uh, 
talking about how do you think perhaps that uh, positive change can come about in Estonia for different minorities, including the LGBTQ plus uh, community outside of perhaps the political realm? Outside the political realm. Um, we're, well, the most that we can do um, for the LGBT community is to just talk about it more often, to give it the platform. Because right. uh, there was some study made a while ago uh, that talked about, like, uh, that surveyed uh, how often uh, and in what zone were the articles that were published about transgender people in Estonia. And it was either like making fun of transgender people or just like some news about the outside world, uh, not Estonia at all. And um, that has to be changed. And uh, it has begun to change uh, in a way that like there are more articles about it uh, normalizing uh, just the everyday lives of transgender people in Estonia. But it's still like there's so far to go. And there are always interviews that have been turned uh, to like meet some sort of expectation of the like being um, entertaining. entertaining. Yeah, so it's like clickbait, you know. Um, so even if there have been some uh, positive uh, articles, the comments will still be like really bad and uh, and it will be more of the for the, like shock and not like really right. careful wording of uh, headlines. Do you have any advice for how youth can uh, raise their voice? Well, uh, there are some people that are in contact with like LGBT uh, association and also in feminist theater probably who uh, will accept like uh, writings, uh, texts, interviews, anything of the sort, any sort of article. Um, but people don't really want to do that uh, in the community because they don't want to be there with their name. So uh, like they don't want to be out publicly. Right. So it would be really good if uh, even anonymous texts, uh, if there were like more of those anonymous texts uh, in the media. So uh, I would recommend just write, write to the media, write to LGBT association. They're collecting stories all the right. time uh, just to show like politicians that there is something going on. There are people who need help uh, from the government and uh, there is actually a problem. <laughs> Uh, or many problems uh, for the people uh, in the LGBT plus community in Estonia. And also you can write to politicians, but uh, that's if you get like really mad at something. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm a, a, a true believer of you should write to your politician regardless because it is part of our civic responsibility to hold them accountable. They are our representatives, right? Yeah. Um, and with that, to insert my own two cents, um, uh, which country then do you think is the most accepting of LGBTQ communities and, uh, could, and could perhaps pose as a good example for Estonia? Well, I quite like uh, what Iceland has done uh -huh. in terms of like their uh, gender clinics and... Uh, 
naming procedure <laughs> procedures uh, but um, I don't know I I'm not really uh, well aware of any places where there were like no problems so oh. <laughs> there, oh. I would like <laughs> to have like uh, a good example where I can show that like hey everything is good like this over there let's just base our laws like off of them <laughs> uh, but unfortunately even in places that are really accepting uh, there are still problems and in Estonia there's for example nothing going on uh, on the intersex topics currently because mm -hmm. Estonian intersex people don't want to be outed and uh, therefore are not really willing to talk about the issues so maybe I guess uh, in Spain there was like this really big uh, intersex movement. Uh, I guess we could see what they did to get their <laughs> intersex people so active or, or even just activists talk more about intersex problems and uh, try to apply it here in Estonia. I have a question. What advice could you give me as a... Uh someone I would, I guess I would self-claim myself as an ally <laughs> to the LGBTQ community. Um, what advice would you give someone like me or an ally, let's say, on how we could perhaps create more space for LGBTQ voices? Well, one really easy and simple way to do that is to give money to the LGBT association. They will have to just find their money through projects and they do most of the work here uh, because they're like uh, really good people who know about the uh, problems in the community. So they know where to put that money and uh, what to uh, focus on. And um, as for the rest, if you don't want to give like monetary <laughs> compensation, <laughs> um, I guess it would be just good if if you talk to your uh, friends, if you educate yourself first on these topics and uh, and try to talk to the people that you know in your life, um, mm -hmm. whether they are LGBT or not. If they're LGBT, then you can ask them about their situation, like um, how is their life in Estonia or elsewhere, mm -hmm. and uh, and talk to your other friends about uh, what their views are, what do they know, and uh, share stories. And uh, it's also really important to, uh, even if you're cis and uh, hetero, to think about your own preferences, to normalize it, that uh, you actually do question what uh, gender means for you or what attraction means for you. And uh, right. so... I recently also discovered uh, that I had understood like incorrectly some terms uh, like I guess I understood them but I didn't really um, get uh, how broad the term was uh, for me it was like uh, asexuality right. like it can be uh, really you can have really different uh, versions of asexuality under this one category so um, do research, educate yourself, educate others, and uh, swap stories. Sounds like good advice to me. <laughs> well, thank you for that, Rosemary. Um, for anyone else who would like to get more information on events, support services, networking on our community building and talent, you can visit the Estonian LGBT 
association at lgbt.ee or visit Facebook groups like Talon Pride. We're also excited to welcome Tina from the Tallinn Central Library to our podcast. Um, so it's not a secret that the international community in Tallinn has been growing steadily during the past decade. Um, even pandemics did not stop people from coming to Estonia from all over the world. What does the library do to meet the intellectual needs of a new target audience? Of uh, English-speaking people, let's say. Well, we have, uh, of course, as a library, we offer different classes, consultation for consultations for uh, new residents in Tallinn or new arrivals, and uh, these can be. You can uh, come to these consultations. You have to pre-book, but you can come even though you're not a patron of the library. Uh, if you do want to join the library, then you will have more options of what we offer. For instance, uh, we have several e-libraries. We have the Noxos Music Library and the video library where you have a lot of music or uh, videos of, um, let's say, opera performances or ballet. And these are uh, for patrons. Um, then we also have the Overdrive library and we have one more library, Ellu, but that's uh, mainly uh, books from Estonian publishers. So if uh, you wish to read in English or foreign languages, I would suggest Overdrive. And that's free to use if you have joined the library and all you need is the Estonian ID card or the residence oh. permit card and it's free to join. Cool. And, and when you say join, does that mean get a library card? No, or? it'll be on your ID card. Oh, perfect. You can also... Of course, of course. <laughs> Naturally. You <laughs> could also card. purchase a library card if you want, but that would it's much easier to just use the ID card. We would like to uh, reduce maybe even... Plastic reduce waste. the uh, exactly exactly <laughs> uh, just to, to use the ID card for as many things as possible. Cool. Fantastic. And you mentioned classes and consultations. What kind of things are, uh, are they about? Well, there's uh, just different uh, different classes to improve your digital or uh, information literacy. Um, the consultations for new arrivals, I would say it's just to even explain how the transportation system works, about the green card, how you have to validate it, uh, or then maybe how some of the e-shops in Estonia work. Um, a lot of the people who come are digitally very uh, advanced, so not everyone needs this, but there's uh, still information uh, we can give and uh, we uh, ask people to always come to the library to if you have any any problems or you want information the library offers more services than i was expecting right <laughs> <laughs> and um i heard a rumor you also have equipment for rental yes we have sports equipment we have musical instruments uh, we also have an in, uh, innovation lab where you can 3d print things huh. wow uh, there's uh, <laughs> sign me up yeah <laughs> it's in mustama again if you're a patron free uh, free to use in the sense that you have to only pay for material um, and then we also have a seed library in Lastama. Uh, you can borrow seeds for to Planting. grow, yeah, to plant uh, on your windowsill or a little balcony, and you don't have to bring them back. We oh, <laughs> say borrow that's, means that's the only thing you don't have to bring back. <laughs> okay, wow, and and you also mentioned musical instruments. Yes, which I think you were curious. About yeah, I was. I've been looking to. Well, I'm sure as a lot of people over the last year have looked into taking up a musical instrument or, or learning something. Um, and I was really interested last year in, in learning the cello. But how would mm. I even? I didn't know that I could rent one from you. So that's great. Uh, we don't have a cello though. You don't. Oh, no. <laughs> um, so how would I find dreams. out? How would how would I digitally uh, go and crush my dreams? All, <laughs> all the information you need is on our website. It's geskramatukoku.org. 
.ee, but if you just Google Talent Central Libraries, okay. the first one will pop up and we have an English uh, site uh, that'll answer most of your questions. Okay. It will have a, <laughs> a list of all the instruments uh, we have. And you can also just uh, contact the music department. It's in the main building on Freedom Square. You can just come and ask. Gotcha. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's a great place to start if you just want to pick up a hobby. If you're not sure if you will continue with it, then I think it's a, it's a great service, but I'm biased, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Are there any uh, summer events that we can expect to be hosted at or by the Tallinn Library? The There'll summer. be uh, ongoing uh, ongoing events. Um, we have several reading projects for kids, uh, and uh, they will have like children's mornings and all of these things. And more information is uh, just on our uh, website. We don't plan on doing anything really big right now, just uh, to be sh to be safe. Yeah. But there will be things popping up all over the summer, depending on the weather, because we're dependent on weather very much and. We're going to experience a heat wave yeah. in the next <laughs> yes. few days. Did we are so perfect to just uh, take a take a book from the library, for instance, or just yeah. use the overdrive? Overdrive is my uh, favorite in that sense that it has a lot of uh, English language books and uh, also in different languages, and they also have uh, audiobooks, which I'm a big fan of uh, for moments when I can't take my physical book somewhere and I well I'm just uh, walking on the street so I can listen to something yeah a podcast or then an audiobook two <laughs> options only <laughs> and your location so you mentioned Freedom Square you mentioned I think Mustame where are your locations around the city uh, we have 17 branch libraries uh, then we have two uh, bigger departments that uh, that's the main building on Freedom Square that's the Department of Literature in Estonian and then we have a Department of Literature in Foreign Languages that's on Livalaya right. Street near Olympia Hotel and the Russian Church uh, they will have uh, books in different foreign languages and then we also have a library bus <laughs> Yes, <laughs> I got to experience that over the weekend, took a book. Yeah, we had a little uh, pop-up event on Ready Day, but uh, now the for the duration of July, the bus will be on summer holidays. So <laughs> it'll, it'll be back in August, though, so plenty of time. Looking forward to, to visit it. it. Great. Um, well, thank you very much, Tina, for telling us all. I definitely had no idea that there was a library in Tallinn that gave us uh, all of 3D this. 3D printing. Right. <laughs> right. But, oh, okay. One last question then. Okay. What's the, what's the best thing you've seen 3D printed at the library? The best thing? Oh, man. If you um, haven't seen one yet, I can do that for you. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we 3D printed some part for a board game that went missing. missing. Okay. I think that was a clever oh, way to cute. use it. <laughs> that's cute. Okay. Yeah, but very... mainly it's just uh, you know phone holders or or a laptop phone just holders. to prop your laptop uh, oh, okay. onto something oh, wow. and useful okay. things that you actually need. Right. Okay. Fair Amazing. enough. Amazing. Well, thank Fair you so enough. much. Um, yes. Have a great summer, and we'll see you, you um, at the library or at the the bus back in August. Yep. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Yes. And that's a wrap on episode two. If you want to learn more about local news, subscribe to the Talent in Brief English newsletter, which comes out once a month and provides a great overview of what is happening in the capital. You can find a subscription link in the podcast description. 
And also, if you live in the city center or you're just interested in everyday updates from Kesklin, have some questions for the local authorities, or you're willing to share your thoughts and ideas on urban space organization or anything concerning the Talon Central District, join the Talon City Center for Expats official Facebook community administered by the Talon City Center government. Happy June, everyone. Happy Pride. Stay safe, and we'll see you next month. Nagamist!